0: Welcome to the Kick Ass Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Weaver. You might also know me as the brand medium. I have been in the branding industry for over 20 years now. I'm a published author and I'm also a psychic medium. So, in my normal days, you can find me doing psychic readings for people's businesses and brands. But right now, right here on this podcast, I am talking to a bunch of kick-ass women who have made it successfully in business despite some setbacks. Some of them have personal challenges and some of them have had business challenges, but either way, they're going to tell us how they overcame them and how we can do the same. And they're also going to give us their recipes for success. So, if you're starting up a business or you are wanting to get further in your business, then this is the podcast for you. So, go grab a cup of and settle in and let's get on with the Kick-Ass Chronicles podcast. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Chronicles. Today I'm chatting with the beautiful Dominique Fletcher who is a nurturing coach. She's going to tell us a little bit about herself, what she does and a bit of her life as well hopefully. Hi Dom, how are you going?
1: Beautiful, thank you for inviting me on here and having me here. So I mean it's I find it quite hard to put into words what I do but we are living in this world where there is so much overwhelm and depletion. And three years ago, I found it so hard to walk or to get out of bed. Two young kids and my life at that point had led me to complete burnout. And that journey and coming back to myself has allowed me to help others. I used to be a PT and train women and work with their mind in that way in their body but this was a real call from the universe to dig a little bit deeper and start releasing trauma from my childhood. More recently, I've come out of a marriage that wasn't good for me, that was a contributing factor. And it led me to coach human beings in their humanness and see just how, how society has brought us to this point of overwhelm We're not enjoying our lives. We're in this achiever mindset and wrapping ourselves up in in self, our self worth in what we do, and the busyness and the addiction to that. So, glorifying the hustle, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I, I think you know through my journey, and I understood those feelings of, you know, my body. I felt trapped in my body. I had to. I completely lost trust in my body. The emotions that involved in that led me to this point to be able to really understand how it feels, the emotions involved. And I work with humanists and in different ways, we work with the body and the somatics. I've recently just done my breathwork facilitator course, but I also work with the mind too, and NLP and rewiring and unhooking from the past because yes, collectively everyone is exhausted, but there's different reasons why there's different mm. memories, stories, experiences that have brought us up to this point. And the reason that we're so reactive in our life and it's different for everyone. So what I like to do is, is, is lean into that without the overwhelm without saying that you're broken. It's about letting go and releasing things from the past and aligning your heart and, when I say nurturing coach, that yes, those external self-care modalities are so important, you know, taking yourself for for a walk, maybe going for a massage. But what's more important is the self-love and the journey along that way of how do I talk to myself? How do I put boundaries in? The deeper work.
0: I think that's the, the really important part, isn't it, as well? Because when you have that sense of Mm self-worth and you know that you're nurturing yourself Mm. whatever's going on outside is easier Mm. to deal with you know it's not necessarily easier but you find it a lot easier because you've got that solidity i guess within yourself haven't you and you don't get thrown off course so easily Mm. And,
1: and just the importance of i do a lot of regulating the nervous system because most of us are walking around unsafe. And can you imagine the effect that that has in your reality you're walking around and safe you're going to be so reactive your mind isn't going to be working to its fullest capacity because you're in fight or flight and exactly, you, know, you stop thinking logically yeah and and actually understanding the body and sometimes knowing that okay i'm not broken it's just my nervous system is in need of some love and and understanding the different states that your nervous system can be is so powerful in awareness. And what this journey is about and has been about for me, because I do not teach anything that I don't embody myself or have gone through is this bringing the awareness in. We are 95% of the time running on autopilot in the, from the subconscious. And that's where all the juiciness lives, where our limits, our old stories, our, you know, loud inner chatter is, and we're running on autopilot. So to actually train the mind and body to be present and in the moment is so, so powerful because that's where we create the change. And I, I think what, what helps with the people that I work with is I know when they they're zipping back to those old ways of being, cause they go quiet. I'm like, hold on. You're tired. You're feeling the strain it's easier to go back to that old old way of being pull it up let's see what's going on i know that that's safety for you but we're creating a new safety for you now that doesn't work for you anymore and even though we can have these habits that were that are on repeat and that they feel safe for us they're actually hindering us
0: yeah and I mean, it's like we all have that default setting, don't we? That you kind of flick back to, which mm-hmm. is usually formed in childhood with you know just self defense mechanisms mm-hmm. and whatever's been going on. And yeah, when you get when you get tired, when you get stressed, when you get whatever, those are the things that we tend to want to be like, whoop, flick back into that mode again. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really serve us anymore. So it's a matter of like clearing it out and yeah, like you said, setting new paths and finding new ways to be. Mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, there's
1: just so there's so many different elements. Like it's it's also our emotions. Do we have that emotional fitness, I like to call it where what was what was your programming in the past, you know, how did emotions process were they were you validated? Did you are you able to pass through them? Were they pushed down, you know, looking at all your caregivers, and you'll look to yourself now and go, well, that's probably, you know, what I, I act exactly the same. And that's because that's all you ever know. But actually, a huge reason why so many are feeling burnt out is because they're pushing emotions down and they're pushing them in the body and it's absolutely exhausting. So when you begin to have that emotional fitness, you can move through emotions so much more quickly.
0: Because as humans, we're meant to have emotions, right? That's that's how it is. We have all the emotions and if we weren't having all the emotions, then we'd be robots. But, you know, like we, I think we're just drilled into us that you got to be happy you got to find happiness and it's like well we can't find happiness happiness is an emotion it's one of the many that we have and you can you can be in a really good place and feel really positive and a sense of peace and a sense of joy but even in that place there's going to be things that make you feel sad or frustrated or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's that's human that's being human we have those moments it's about how you like move through them and navigate them and mm-hmm. and express them I suppose mm-hmm. and it's emotional regulation, isn't it? Which is what we should be teaching our kids more than <laughs> some things that we are other things that we yeah, teach do.
1: And then the normality of, of humanness. And, you know, I, I run circles, women's circles at the moment. And the reason I wanted to do it was because if everyone listened to my voice coaching WhatsApp and the beautiful souls in there, they would realize that to normalize this human, the humanness, that we're all experiencing emotions that we're all we can all go through challenges and bringing women into circle and just how powerful it's been because one will hear the other and go okay oh that's how you feel you have those emotions too or you're going through a challenging time and it's really celebrating humanness that we're never ever going to have our shit together we're never you know this mm-hmm. is part of the journey but if we have the tools and the awareness which is the superpower and begin to interact with it in a different way that is is i think the number one thing went that that i feel and i see on a daily basis how we interact with it that we cannot control things that are going on in our externals all we can do is interact with it in a different way and are we are interacting with it in in a fight or fight way or are we grounded and regulated
0: i mean that's such a big thing and especially over the last couple of years I like from where I'm standing. I see basically the entire world has been in a state of low-level trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Because none of us have been safe. Like you were saying, if you're not safe in this world, like because we don't know. Can I book that flight? Can I book that thing? Are we going to have another upheaval? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, there's a different strain. You know, with all the you know this the coat the whole COVID thing kind of was a game changer for us. You know, as a species because it's made, it's sort of destabilized in a way mm-hmm. our our little level of security so what felt safe I mean there's a lot of people who have had trauma over their lives and for those of us for those of us who've been there this is like oh cool another thing okay but for people who haven't which is a large you know majority of the population they're just suddenly like it's shaken up the world and then we're kind of living on this uneven platform of are we back to normal? Can I sink into this? Are we, you know, like, is it all okay? Or is it not? And the news doesn't help any of that. But, uh, but you know, so uh, for me, the way like, I see that as being low level trauma, this is this when you're not feeling safe, because you can't control it. Mm-hmm. But at that, that same time, if you've ever sort of gone through trauma, and then worked out the other end of it, you get to that point, and you're like, I can't control anything. I cannot control anything outside of my internals I can't even try and control you know the more you try and control things the more your teams and Mm. you know whoever you kind of talk to is like you know what I'm gonna make it harder for you because you're still holding on to those reins really really tight so I'm just gonna keep veering you off course until you realize you've got to let go and release and just look inwards rather than Mm. outwards so I think we're probably slowly getting to that point where a lot of people are now like oh okay I might need to look at myself Look internally, go. I can't control what's going to happen. I can't mm. control if there's another pandemic. I can't control if we're going to get locked mm. down again. I can't control any of that. So maybe I just need to look at myself. Mm. And that's and where someone like you comes in. I think it's so important. And,
1: you <laughs> know, the con- conscious awareness, like, you know, many through that difficult time have woken up, and we all do get a choice in how we interact with it. And I know that we can feel powerless, but, you know, I. I was in a marriage, you know, this year has been in huge for me. I was in a marriage that wasn't safe for my body. I was repeating. I, I attracted a marriage that was similar kind of surroundings that I had in childhood. My mom was an alcoholic. It wasn't a very regulated place to live or grow up. And, you know, I, I, I was in a marriage with someone with a lot of trauma and I carried that trauma and the physical effect that it had on my body. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that whatever, if you're going through a challenge, if you're listening to this, that these challenges, I know they can be so gut wrenching and difficult and confronting and scary, but they really do teach us these skills, these, you know, I'm not the same person that I was a a year ago and it's the gift in the trauma it's a gift in the challenge mm. and I know that can be really hard to hear when you're going through it I mean I'm still going through it at the moment but because of the work that I've done and the tools and the nervous system fitness and increase the resilience of my nervous system you know I, I wouldn't have been able to cope with this a couple of years ago you know because of my burnout I have this strong intuition and trust with my body now, this beautiful relationship. Even though there were so many times I was on the bedroom floor in tears, like I, I didn't know I didn't know how to, to move through this. So, you know, I, I celebrate this humanness and whatever you're going through. And we're always going to attract situations in our life that are trying to give us that nudge to say, I want more from you. You know, I I want you to manifest all your dreams, but you need to learn the skills to manifest them because you won't be able to hold them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're living in this world so close to burnout. And if we start to look behind the scenes of why, why are we so reactive? Why are we feeling like we can't keep up with our life? Why is it that we are having these beautiful moments, but we're not present because we're thinking of the next thing to do to... To fill us up. When right now, you know, I ask if you're listening right now in this moment, just a simple thing that you may have in front of you that you have a phone to listen to this podcast. You know, that you have beautiful, you know, your breathing, your body is your you know there's just so much that we miss. You know, what is the color of the sky? How are you feeling right now? A conversation with someone, it's We're in this rush. What are we in a rush for? And that's to hide away from emotions and and misalignment in our life. You know, and it's that realization that you're exactly where you need to be right now, whether that's through a challenge or whether that's integrating from something that you've learned. And, And that's another really important thing that I want to mention is we can get addicted to healing, to working on ourselves and we're not giving ourselves space to just integrate and enjoy what we've learned and actually bring some fun into it because oh, I can get so heavy and intense, mm-hmm. you know, be joyful and playful and go, oh, that's interesting how I'm interacting with that. Oh, oh, that's, that's, I didn't I never realize that about myself and oh, okay, that I really enjoy that. And I really enjoy that energy and you know, be curious and have fun with it. Because we can get addicted
0: to it. Yeah, that's such a that's such a good piece of advice. I did that, you know, probably five years back because I'd been through my trauma and I was just constantly healing, going and seeing all the different healers and doing one after the other, after the other, after the other. And the problem with it, it's, it's good to do and you need to do. And for me, I wanted to delve into a lot of the shadow stuff and get into, you know, my childhood learned behaviours and all of that sort of stuff. And it's great. But ever, as you go into those things you are actually re-traumatising re-traum- yourself. So every time you talk about an event, every time you, you know, think about it, every time you kind of get back into that, your whole body sort of views that in the same way it did the first time. So you're actually like bringing that trauma back up. So if, you, if you're just constantly going, I need to fix this, I need to fix this, I need to fix this, and not actually stopping to go, oh, look at that, we've actually peeled off a layer, let's just enjoy that, let's just stop and like be happy that we've sort of worked through that one bit. And we're just constantly going, got to fix me, got to fix me, got to fix me. And then that also works on the provision that you're broken. Mm. And we're not broken. This is just part of like learning is part of life, right? We're we're always going to be learning and growing and there's always going to be new things that we discover about ourselves. I don't think anyone would get to the end of their life and go, oh, do you know what? I knew everything about myself Sometimes. and I knew, you know, <laughs> I'm good now. I'm tapping out. Catch you later. Like it's not until you get back to the other side where you're like, oh, yeah there's a, a lot for me to learn <laughs> yeah,
1: and I think it's really important though also to mention that where you know if you're feeling in your life like yeah everything's everything's you know if someone says to you how, how are you and you're like yeah you don't really know usually there's some numbing out there and dissociation when someone kind of is in this part of their life they're like yeah ev- everything is good everything is always good this is where we can kind of move into that toxic positivity there's something that's been pushed down there and you know we're taught that okay affirmations be positive that frequency you know to manifest what you want you've got to be on that frequency you know embody your future self all of that which i do but what's important to go is okay some emotion is coming through here let's process it let's be with it to release it because what happens is that's enough frequency they're not pushing down emotion that's exhausting us and you know Nikki there's, there's so much out there with all the different modalities as well and I think what's really important to to understand is it's the mind body you know we can do breath work you know I've been in Bali and you know fully immersed myself in the facilitator course and and it was so beautiful what i learned and what i loved what they said was that one modality isn't going to heal you isn't going to fix you mm. you know you can remove emotions trauma from the body but are you feeding them straight back in with your mind yes. what programming is feeding them back in because you will be continuously releasing the same emotions so how important it is to to work in different modes, you know, with the mind and the body. And, you know, I, I started my journey with coaching people with the mind and then the more I started to learn about the nervous system, like this was the missing piece of the puddle, the somatics of it, to really to understand your body and your feedback that your body gives, but understand what you're talking, how you're speaking to yourself.
0: That is an interesting one, isn't it? And then, you, you know, if you, when you stop and listen to it, it's usually some someone else's voice from the childhood like for me it was always I used to call it the dad voice because it was always like never doing anything good enough everything's always wrong you know like. <laughs> but if like once you kind of really sort of drill down into it I guess you're kind of like well, that's not actually yeah. even me why am I talking why is that someone else that's yeah. talking for me there and what how do I actually want to talk yeah. to myself and you know I wouldn't talk to anyone else like yeah. that I especially wouldn't talk to my child like that or whatever, like, mm. how, like talk to me how I would talk mm. to my child or talk to me how I would talk to my girlfriends, you know, like you've just got to really shift, shift it into a nice...
1: And, and I, also, a nice, I also feel a little nice trick that I, I do with my clients is, okay, this voice, this voice wants to be seen, heard. It's coming out of fear. If we suddenly go, right, no, that doesn't serve me anymore and push it away... We're not acknowledging it, acknowledging it. See it as a scared child. They want to be seen and feel safe. So I like to name these different versions, these voices that come up, you know, your past child, your inner child, emotions. Name them, let them hang out and go, I understand, I understand that you're scared. I'm here to listen, but I'm also in the driver's seat. Okay, so we are changing things, but you can hang out for as long as you want. I'm going to show you safety. I'm going to show you that there's a different way of thinking, feeling, you know, having those, I like to have loads of conversations with them because in those moments where we're triggered, we can really change the patterning by just talking and go, Oh, I've got that awareness. Okay. You're scared. It's coming from fear. You know, our whole subconscious mind does not want to change. That's, that's fear. We're being chased by a bear. So, okay, let's, Lean into this. This is okay. I know that you're scared. You know, bring that loving energy in. Don't push them away. It's like kicking and screaming louder and louder.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. It's obviously there's there's always a part of you then, isn't it, that's in there somewhere and is it is being triggered and that's what it is. I love it. But I just wanted to quickly flick back something you said before about sort of sitting with the emotions and being real with the emotions and stuff like that because, mm-hmm. It just made me think of the first time I met you actually in like in this world where everything is that toxic positivity, you know, well, not everything is, but we can, we do have this real push of, especially in the, the kind of hippie woo-woo circles, everyone's like, no, it's just peace and love and rainbows and, you know, whatever. <laughs> Barefoot, vegan, running in the rain, running in the grass and whatever else. And we do tend to be like, oh no, I'm so great, blah, blah. <laughs> and I've always found <laughs> The that- contrast
1: of circles is like. Emotions are everywhere, like you know, that, yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. It,
0: yes, exactly. And then you've got, yeah, they're like the, the, you see the breathing ones where everyone's just bursting into tears and mm. whatever. But, uh, but when it comes to that toxic positivity, it kind of is, is a bit ingrained. And like someone will say, how are you going? And you're like, yeah, I'm good. And like, you, you know, like when you break it down, you're not expected to say anything other than, yeah, I'm good. That's, that's kind of how it is, right? And I I remember me being ADHD and neurodiverse and all that sort of stuff. I don't have a lot of a brain-to-mouth filter. So people that, you know, it's like, how are you going? I'm like, oh, well, actually, today I had a, whatever. (laughs) I know when I can and when I can't usually. And most of the time I'll just be like, yeah, good, how are you? But when I first met you, it was the first time I'd been out in public for a really long time. And it was that big event. It was Em's book launch. And... I was so overwhelmed like I just was in this like a I haven't peopled for a really long time B, haven't peopled in a big group for a really long time and then I've got this stimulus of just noise and chatter and music and so much going on and I remember Donna Marie introduced me and you were like oh you know I can't remember what you said it was something along the lines of how are you going and I was like actually I'm really overwhelmed (laughs) I'm having a sensory overload and you were like yeah and I just remember going That like you didn't judge it wasn't any you were just like oh yeah and then we had a conversation about that and I just remember going oh this is the sort of people that I need like these are the these are my people this is when you can turn around and go actually I'm just having a bit of a sensory overload right (laughs) and I'm trying to just be present but my brain is like on blowout mode (laughs) and I like for me I thought that was amazing that you were able to just sort of hold that space and the fact that I felt comfortable Mm -hmm. being able to say that as well and I just felt like that's that kind of is that perfect example of just creating the creating the safe space Mm -hmm. and being able to go well you know you don't just have to go yeah I'm good it's fine Mm -hmm. it was like no actually right now I'm checking in with my body and this is what I'm feeling (laughs) and it's really we need more of that Mm -hmm. I
1: think is what I'm trying to say and I think the more that you open up to people and share the more it inspires others so you know my whole branding my whole who I am is to celebrate humanness I have been on doing my life sharing what I'm experiencing through a marriage separation and you know all these feelings you know even even now we're recording this and it's around Christmas time this is the first Christmas that you know single mom and I feel absolutely repulsed by Christmas because Christmas wasn't a happy time for me growing up and then I've always, you know, tried my best with young kids, and my my daughter's putting on this music, and it's like it's triggering me. It, it's it's mm. right in my heart. But it's kind of diverting there. I'm just sharing. Yeah. But what it does is when you share and when you're honest and open, it creates authenticity in you and the people that you attract in your life. And you know that's what I've really, really learned this year is I don't have anyone in my life that isn't an authentic relationship because I I speak and I use that voice. Now This this people pleaser that was in within me before that wouldn't speak up. And this is what this journey has gifted me is, you know, if, if this is something that I need to speak on, I will speak on it because there's nothing wrong with me having a bad day. And this is, this is my humanness and that I am experiencing something really big in my life right now. And I need to speak on it. And it doesn't mean that I'm that I'm weak. It doesn't mean that I'm not a good coach. It doesn't mean that I'm not a good mom. It helps others relate. Go, ah, oh, it softens everyone else. And you know, you were able to just be honest and 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 tell me how you felt, and you felt safe in that. And it, it's to receive that, to say, to validate you, and go, yeah, that that must be really tough. To really fully see yeah. you. And if we can create that in our relationships just how much more fulfilling and nurturing our relationships will be and it's about us leading and speaking on no i'm not okay today mm-hmm. and I, I i am someone that people will you know if i'm at an event i will draw in the people that that need to speak or are going through something and it, it's It's about creating this in your life, like being there for people, but also being able to be held and receive the support as well. Because this is the problem: we're not receiving. Doesn't feel safe to receive, to be vulnerable. Well,
0: hyper independence can be a trauma response as well. So then you're like, nope, I'll just do it on myself. I don't have to trust anyone or rely on anyone, and I'll just do it all. And I
1: think it's really important to mention. You know, I've worked with a lot of women and a lot of clients, uh, women in business, and. Creating these incredible things like, you know, the businesses and and it's so beautiful and empowering, but it's come to this point sometimes where yes, they're capable of doing everything. Yes, they are, but it's actually receiving help from others. And this is something that I'm really having to work on this year is going, receiving help doesn't mean that you can't do it. It doesn't mean that you're weak. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. To be able to learn that safety in receiving and going, yeah, that would be really nice. Or thank you for that compliment and actually fully receive that and receive it in your body. You know, so many of us are gripping on tight. Yes, I can do everything, but I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And everyone well, wants to. to burn out. Yeah, and everyone <laughs> wants to actually receive help, but the stories associated with receiving help. Well, I'm not worthy of help. I don't want to be an inconvenience. You know, just having someone listen to someone, it's its vulnerable. And, and you know, why do they want to hear about me? You know, these, these stories are going on. And why is it that we can hold spaces for other people so easily, but when it comes to ourselves, oh, you know, no, we don't. You know, can you imagine, you know, your relationships, if you're able to say, I'm not doing okay, this is what I need from you. Can you help me?
0: I know. How different would our world be? Mm. (laughs) And how many less stressed people will we have? And I think, in fact, even having that vulnerability and that openness within relationships, it makes you closer. Mm. It's quite bonding. So I find it interesting, I guess, more from a sociological perspective that we've set our world up to separate people and to create that division and then we're keeping us all busy so that if you're busy and you're, you're doing stuff, then you're, you're not busy connecting. You're busy just going, oh, I've got to do this, got to do that, got to do this, get home, you know, get to my job, pay my bills, get home, cook dinner, whatever, get the kids in the bath. And we're also focused on, like you said, that that next thing and that busyness, the just general busyness that we need, mm. inverted commas, <laughs> addiction. to survive. An addiction. Yeah, it is. And that we're not we're not connecting anymore. And the moment that you stop... And you go, do you know what I am missing? I'm missing that connection. And especially, like you said, as a single mum, it, it can get really lonely because you are mostly doing it on your own yeah. and you feel like, like, I don't know about you, for, for me, I was like, well, I chose this so I need to just do this and, you know, this is my part. You know, this is what I've chosen. I've got to make it happen. I've got to do it. I can't, you know, like that's my job. Mm. That's that's it. And it took me a really long time to go, no, actually, you're, you are still allowed to ask for help. It's okay. It's <laughs> think,
1: not that's nice. life.
0: When you're... Disconnecting mm-hmm. yourself from other people with that hyper independence, because of whatever reason, whether it's a, you know a lack of trust in others, or because yeah, like the worthiness factor, and or all of the above, mm-hmm. right? You're you're then just disconnecting yourself from being a human, because that is what being a human is all about. We are tribal; we're a tribal species. We need each mm-hmm. other, and when we're working in isolation, there will always feel like there's something missing. Yeah, there will always feel like there's something no. missing, and we need to be able to connect on that heart level. Mm-hmm and connect as a tribe mm. to kind of feel that yeah. DNA in us, I guess. And, you know, I get it.
1: Like, you know, logically we can also say, well, yeah, we need to receive help. We need to make these changes, but there's something inside of us that is stopping us and, and, and feeling unsafe. And what's really important in this work is yes, having the awareness, but it's the embodiment and actually leaning into what you're trying, what you're wanting to change. So we can think ourselves and say all the affirmations but it's it's the embodiment and I think that's what the people in my space love so much it's like on that repetition you know how are you showing up for yourself what do you need what's your body saying it's the embodiment of, of that's what rewires the mind as well so for me this year you know receiving has has never felt safe you know my Growing up, it was about my mom. She was in and out of hospital. It, the focus was on her. There, there wasn't that opportunity to to receive, to be seen. My needs weren't important. Well, that's what I felt. Not that they weren't, but that's how I felt, that her needs are more important. And same in my marriage. My needs weren't important. Then I have kids. My needs are important. So this year has been beautiful in me going, okay, my voice is important, my needs, my desires I am important. I've got to show the kids this. I need to speak up. I need to ask for help. And yes, it makes my whole body go, but leaning into it, doing it more and more and more, you know, someone looking after the kids for a couple of hours, and then I built up to, can they have a sleepover at yours? Building that up because there's no way that I'd be able to, to do this, to grow my business, to do the work that I'm doing if people weren't helping me like, right. I've got a cleaner now. That's it. Like I'm not, I, I, I can't, I can't keep up with it. Receive, receive, receive. And it's, yes, it's easier to receive when you're paying for something. I get that. So it's it's leaning into these changes, not going full bam. Okay. Things have changed. It's that ripple effect, little steps, but, it's but even if it is you know doing
0: something like paying for a cleaner this is what I say to a lot of my clients like you, you just got to find it's about outsourcing right so if we're going to go from a business perspective you look at your life and you're like what can I outsource mm. and if that requires me to pay for a cleaner I do that too it's best <laughs> I love it every fortnight my house is clean and I'm like I didn't have to do it but you know if it is whatever or if it's a babysitter to come in for you know one mm. afternoon a week or one day a week or whatever it is like you said, it is easier when you're paying for it because you feel like, oh, it's not a handout and it's yeah. not necessarily asking for help. It's like me paying for someone to come and do something. It's a really good like segue into asking for help or learning how to receive help. But, you know, it's it's just outsourcing those things that other people can do for you. Yes, you can do it yourself, yeah. but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's okay to, to go, do you know what? I'm going to give that to someone else. Yeah. That's... That's not my job anymore. That's going to be what's happened.
1: And it's a story as well. I remember talking to someone and she was like, well, if I get a cleaner, then that means I'm not coping in my life. I was like, okay. So that is a story. So let's let's lean into that. You know, catch yourselves on these stories that you're telling yourself. You know, is there any like rules around anything? We have these rules in our head that this is how we're supposed to live our life. And this is why we're burning ourselves out. Exactly. Like we get to that point of, I love it when I get a new beautiful soul in my space. I'm like, right, this is beautiful, right? Where do we lean into? And it's just, it's experimental and we flow through it and oh, to see the changes in them. It's just an the embodiment that a client can be leaving a voice note. You go, hold on, hold on. I just need to look at the ocean. I'll just, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll voice note you later. I'm like, oh my God. Like those juicy moments of them living their life. That being in that life is huge. It's life-changing.
0: It's a different way of being.
1: Being in your life. Mm. And, of course, we can get caught up in the busyness, but you have that awareness and go, okay, yeah, my mind is fortune-telling, it's in the past, it's in the future, it's telling me I need to do more. All of that chatter, talk to it and go, okay, oh, I see you. Yeah, you know, and we can kind of, Keep slipping back into those old ways, and it's like a delayering. But the more we have the awareness, and more we bring up to the surface, we're rewiring the brain. And when we bring awareness in as well, I feel like I'm going all over here. But when we bring in awareness, like we're we changing the brain. You know, we become more mindful of everything in our life. You know, monks don't don't have that capability of sitting there for hours on end to to meditate. They've had to train. We have to train ourselves, nervous system fitness, emotional fitness, spiritual fitness, boundary fitness, like all of the you – know, yeah. we've, we've, we've got to flex our muscle. You know, we're so it's, – it's so acceptable, you know, we, we we have that fitness in our body and moving our body, but there's so many different elements of fitness in all our different lives.
0: Yeah, and they get so much more easily forgotten, don't they? Like you know when you haven't gone to the gym, but mm-hmm. – <laughs> Do you, you know, like how often do you go and see someone who can help with your nervous – I think nervous system fitness mm. is a really, really important one, mm. especially with the, you know, everything that's going on and there's so many of us like ADHD. I am just like this is like really good for ADHD. because like, we just we're just all over the place. So having something like that is just such a good way mm. to kind of channel and bring yourself mm. back down again and like taking control like back again, I guess, because our brains are busy doing mm. this and if we're like, hang on a second – I'm I'm in control of this nervous system now yeah, and, and and so you might need your dopamine but we're just going to calm this the fuck down exactly.
1: and it's like knowing okay my nervous system's heightened and these nervous system regulations are really like simple There's you know thing there's so many different exercises it's body tapping it's honing is there's there's so many different techniques that you can use and weave in it doesn't have to add to your to-do list like socializing, that's another thing that regulates his nervous system, making sure you're drinking water, making sure you're not eating a couple of hours before bed, so that your nervous system can rejuvenate, it's, it's moving your body, it's tapping your body, it's really simple, it seems so simple. But it's so, so powerful. And if we can build on that elasticity and look at it as okay, this is my fitness. And increase the elasticity of it that when things come into your reality and it's like oh you've got you've got this you're regulated and be be the thermostat not the thermometer so mm. so for instance when the kids come in from school and they're just well they're just f- horrible to you <laughs> you know you're safe let's call it what they're are they tired yep yep <laughs> and, and they let it all out so Use that as an embodiment technique. Okay, how can I be the thermostat here? Okay, I'm going to breathe. You know, you'll notice this turmoil coming up inside of you. So how can you practice in that moment to stay regulated? Okay, how can I be the thermostat here? Because you want to be going into a room or into a situation and not be affected by everyone else's energies. mm and being, you know, an empath like myself and, and doing energy work, mm-hmm. I really feel other people's energy. So I have to really work on this, is, which is like energy fitness. So you want to walk into a room and be a thermometer, a, a thermostat, not a thermometer, where all of a sudden someone's obviously experiencing something and then your energy levels go. I'm you feeling leak. it. <laughs> and you leak all your energy out. So that's another reason why we're exhausted, where you can be like, yeah. yes, they're experiencing something, but I'm not going to take it on. I can hold space for someone but I'm not going to take it on in my body. I was doing that in my marriage. I was taking on, I let the trauma in, I invited it in, I made it a safe space for it. Hmm. No, that's not okay. That's not mine. Yeah. Return to send her.
0: Yeah. It is really hard when you're an empath as well because you just, you know, we've got to consciously remember to be protecting ourselves Mm. and energetically sort of shielding and protecting Mm. and making sure that like we're checking in as well like sometimes I'll be in this big panic and I don't know why especially if I'm going I hate going to shops because I'm like Mm. there's too many I like literally walk around I had a security guard follow me around one day I think he thought I was going to steal something because I was like just in (laughs) in just total overload I've got a little I I
1: tend to find a yeah I put I just put my headphones on and listen to music and that really helps me now in those situations because I just don't like being in shopping centers so that really helped me kind of block out all the the noise
0: the noise mm. that's a really good idea mm. I used to do that when I lived in London I always had my headphones in and I now that you mention it I'm like I never really felt overloaded on a busy street and all that sort of stuff because mm. I always had my headphones mm. that's interesting I'm going to do that's that's my shopping tip now <laughs> but yeah so you have to take a step back and actually consciously go right stop is this mine mm-hmm. am i taking something on like have i done anything to protect my own energy today like we need to just take a moment take a breath clear that off or even just sometimes it can be your own panic if you have a bit social anxiety or whatever mm-hmm. so just check in with yourself and go is this mine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no this one definitely doesn't mm-hmm. feel like mine right what am i going to do about yeah. it like you said take that breath i like the thermostat versus the thermometer mm-hmm. that's a really good analogy it right? is isn't it
1: and you know we're human and we will take other people's energy as on and for your nervous system it's like okay finding ways that that suit you so for me and the kids we love putting the music on loud and we dance like this year dancing's really helped me in shifting energy moving my body it might even be shouting or screaming like the cars a really safe space to do that in. I had Mm -hmm. one client going through a lot and and we were on the phone together. And I said, I want you to just scream now She was in the car and she screamed. And it's like, oh my God, I feel so, now. you know, there's, there's so many different, it's finding your way and what works for you, but just to get that release, you know, having a cry isn't that you're having a meltdown. It's a shift in energy. I mean yeah. that's
0: true, isn't it? Because like you need to get it out of your body. I remember I used to when I was ragey, I'd just go for a run. Back in the days when I actually did that sort of stuff, <laughs> I'd go running, and it would like I'd literally just be like aggressively running. It was like trying to mm. punish myself, probably, but like just trying to get it out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's just almost the body's way of going. You got to do this because this is going to yeah. actually release all this stuff. And then you'd get, I'd get back from a run, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, feel cool. Yeah,
1: that's and cool. it's like sometimes you know some people can do lots of sighing of like you know, that is your body trying to regulate itself. It it, it does know what to do, but we've got to stop getting in our own way and really develop this relationship with your body and go, does this feel good? Or is this what it needed? Or start talking to it. So say, you know, one client said, I have a morning routine and I do this, I do this, I do this. I right. That's the achiever mindset all over. I said, tune in every day. What does your body need? Does it need a lion or does it need an ocean swim? Does not need to go to the gym or does not need to go for a walk? Tune in. Does not need a dance? Where's the emotion sitting? Ask. And, and at first, like a client, when I say ask your body what it needs, they're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. It takes time to develop that relationship. Let your body speak. What does it need? What do you need? Because we're working on programming of what everyone else thinks that we should need. And, oh, well, you're mm-hmm. supposed to have a morning routine and you're supposed to do this. And, you know, breath work's really good and meditation, right? I should do this. No, what does your body go? Mm, that's what I need right now. And the more fine-tuned I know, okay, this is what my body needs, this is what I do, boom. You know, that beautiful synergy in my body, I know what it needs.
0: Yeah. It's really powerful. That's. I do think we do get so disconnected, don't we? Yeah. I, I know I definitely have. I shouldn't speak for everybody, but I do – I think it's only been recently really that I've started actually reconnecting with my physical self mm. as well. It's like, oh, hello. Yeah, there is a body here. Yeah. <laughs> and we do need to do things for it and, you know, get to the gym and even just that I guess to me that movement is something that is because I'm the same as you, I love dancing, I love moving, like getting that mm. getting the body moving and to me that's like this is my gift to my body. Yeah. But I should be doing that. This is what we should be doing for our bodies because we're here. Yeah. But then I guess, again, that's a thing like trauma pushes you out of your body. So you're living, yeah. you know, you're kind of escaping. So that's part of that and coming back into yeah. it. But we do, we do get disconnected and we forget that there's this thing that carries us around. <laughs> <I> mean, <you're laughs> and we uh, get so caught up on the emotions and, you know, spiritual side and getting all that fixed or, you know, some of us just literally the human earthbound side of work and whatever. And then you're like, there's this thing here. <laughs> that we've chosen to jump into and it needs it needs to be loved and cared for and we need to be one with it we can't we can't separate ourselves yeah
1: from and and doing, we're alive. and doing any body work when it, when you come back into your body you come back into the moment and you realize that actually i am safe it's my mind that's telling me i'm not so most of the time you ask are oh, mm. not being chased by a bear you you're but your body mm. feels like like it is because the mind is is doing that so if you come back into your body and in the moment, like, especially when someone's been triggered, I say, just tap, body tap, tap, tap on your body, tap on your chest. You are safe. As soon as you go, oh, my God, I'm in my body. My body is safe. The surroundings are actually safe. It's really powerful, really powerful. Your body, just be being in your body and training yourself to be in your body. Mm. Yeah.
0: I've just looked at the time and I've realized I know that you have to wind up so I'll let you go that's a good note to leave it on but I think I'm gonna to have to come and see you you've been on my list for a long time uh, <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about that you're on my to-do list <laughs> I, I,
1: do. I it. And, you know more recently this way of I did my facilitator course because of the breath work and the somatics and what the breath has done to me so there's so many different ways that I work with clients it can be nervous system it can be the one-on-one coaching. I've got a product launching, online product launching next year. People are coming, if you're in Perth, to be breathed by me, a one-on-one session. So, as I say, I call myself a nurturing coach, but it's more an experience, an embodiment. Yeah. So, do you want to? Did, did you want to plug your website, or did you? I'm more Instagram? like yeah. Both? Where
0: would you like people? How do people you're, get to you?
1: Jump <laughs> into my DMs on Instagram. So, you're, I'm sure Nikki, you'll put in. We'll do the tag. It's yep. just Dominique Fletcher underscore. I will be changing my name soon. So
0: <laughs> Ooh, because so
1: going through this separation and this rebirth that I am going through is I don't want to go back to my maiden name because that's not who I am anymore, but I'll be changing my name. So I'm going to kind of make that, you know, a, a thing and share, share that journey. So at the moment, it's Dominique Fletcher underscore. Yeah. um jump into my that's that's really exciting I love that
0: because that's what I found when I went to when I went back to my maiden name I was like I don't really feel like weaver anymore but like mm-hmm. I guess this is what I am mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love that you're just taking yeah, your really it's like amazing that. you're like Do you know what I'm not Fletcher,
1: but I'm not that And I'm just going to I can change your name and I want to do a naming ceremony. Like, oh, I just, just. Oh, amazing. Just, so that will be changing. But just jump into my DMs. Let me know what takeaway you got from this, because I love doing podcasts, interviews, but it's nice to know what people have taken from it. So just share or, you know, share what you're going through and you might get a yummy voice note from me.
0: I, know, I love your voice. <laughs> <note>. <laughs> it's
1: always so calm,
0: <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I can drop, I can drop down a bit now. I know, like, everyone because I'm always like, bleh, 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 and then you're like, oh, I know everyone go. goes. Just need something. <sighs> yeah oh well thank you so much for your time today dom it's been so nice chatting with you i'm glad we finally got to do that it's exciting even though we've both got incredibly busy days today we've managed to make it work and i love that it was just meant to happen i'm really grateful thank you so much for joining me on the kick-ass chronicles it's been wonderful to have you with me and I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you want to get in touch with me or you want to see more of what I do, you can find me on Instagram at Nikki Weaver Official or you can jump over to my website at NikkiWeaver.com and every episode of the podcast will be on there as well. Plus a few other amazing things that I am up to. So <laughs> looking forward to catching up with you again next time.